Welcome to our podcast, Ships on Fire. I'm Kilda. And I'm Jess. We know life is busy, it's flying by, and our schedules are full, which can make you feel disconnected. We believe your calendar of tasks doesn't deserve to get in the way of your relationship with God and others. We care about you, and we know it's not always easy, which is why our stories connect. We are grateful to spend this time with you as you pause from the busyness of life and move forward on the journey God has for you. Friend, let's take root and grow together as we set ships on fire. All right. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of Ships on Fire. We are excited today. We have a special guest with us, our friend Brian, who is a longtime friend of ours for the last 12 years. And we met him working in the fitness industry in Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, we just wanted to talk with him today about fitness, faith, uh, using our gifts through fitness. And Brian is the owner of Cedar Point Fitness, which is in Monroe, North Carolina, which is near uh, Charlotte. And he's a husband, a father, he's a wonderful friend, disciple maker uh, in ministry, and a wonderful leader. So uh, welcome, Brian, to our podcast. You know, we've talked about this before on a couple of our other episodes where Brian was the guy, he was the first person as soon as I gave my life to Christ that I walked up to and and let him know. And, And of course, he was so fired up and excited uh, his initial response was, man, I got like 20 people I got to go talk about or tell because we've been praying for you. And I remember how overwhelming that was to think, why would somebody uh, be praying for me, let alone multiple people be praying for me? So yes, he's a uh, mentor, friend. And uh, Brian, we love you. Thank you for um, for doing this with us. It's an honor. Thank you guys for having me. So as we, you know, you you have been a big part of our walk. Um, I mean, from the get go, from you know, years ago in fitness, you were someone that we looked up to um, as a just a, again as a mentor, but as as an example, highs, lows, uh, whatnot. So you know, life was not perfect, and you you never portrayed that perfect persona uh, for us, and it it made us feel, I guess, very always welcomed and always. Um, you know, never felt bad, I guess, so to speak, especially with our past and, and or my past anyway. Um, I never felt like I was out of place. Um, I always felt like I was, you, you always had that warm, welcoming thing. So we know relationships is a big piece. So talk to us about like fitness, uh, one, how you got into it, but how you really started, how God put it on your heart to turn it into more ministry. Yeah. So I went to school for health and exercise science at Lenore Ryan. I played baseball. Um, college baseball there. And I ended up dislo- dislocating my shoulder back in 2006. And I went through the rehab process. And, and to be honest, like the reason my shoulder injury happened is because I could bench press a house, but I couldn't pull up my own body weight. And so the injury that I had was completely preventable. And so it, it intrigued this desire that I could actually affect change, um, not just for weight loss, but I could affect people's way of way of living just through um, teaching people how to to exercise properly. So really my desire to train was birthed out of my injury playing baseball. So I graduated with a health and exercise science degree and, and ended up moving straight into personal training in Raleigh and then eventually where I met you guys in, in Matthews. But I, I went into the fitness world and trained with no expectation or desire to go into ministry. I just wanted to be a good trainer. And so I started devouring knowledge and learning how the how the body works and how it adapts to pain. And, and so I really got passionate about corrective exercise. Through the process, I would have told you that I was a Christian, 
walk the walk, talk the talk, but like really behind closed doors, no one knew it, but I was struggling um, with an addiction to painkillers. But what got me into fitness is I got saved when I was 23 and I got saved radically. It was like an experience, it was an experience I had that no one was around me. Um, it was like the Holy Spirit just came and met me and I, I dropped to my knees and I woke up and I stood up a different person. And I began during that moment, I began to see fitness in a total different light. I looked around at the gym that we were working at and we had, I think it was close to seven or 10 trainers. We were all together in community and slowly people, I, I began to see the gym. It looked like a church to me. You got people that are training um, in the fitness world and it's like, the best dis- discipleship tool is a client that's learning from a trainer, right? Like you, you get to teach, you get to educate, you get to challenge. And I really saw uh, fitness as a platform to really make disciples. So I began looking at trainers the same way. Trainers that were really hungry, you guys in, in particular, used fitness as a way to build a relationship that eventually led to making a disciple. So really fitness was a tool that, it really bridged the gap to faith and it became a vehicle for me to love people and, and to train them and both physically and spiritually. Yeah, no, I know you were talking about that the other day, Jess, about just the similarities between personal training and and discipleship. You know, talk about that and kind of what your correlation was there. So I was a trainer for a little while and I think back to when I would meet with people, when I would take them through their training session and spend time with them and invest in their lives. And I was like, wow, this is the the same. And as you would spend time with somebody discipling them, it's like the same investment in that person and you care about them and you get involved in their messiness. And like with training, you get involved with their workouts and their eating and stuff. So it's, a, you know, it's a little bit different, but it's still, it's still really similar. And then I was talking to you, Kiola, and I was saying how when you have a client, when you're a trainer and you have a client and they're doing the work on their own. Like when you see them come in the gym on their own, you're like, Oh my gosh, thank you. They're, they're doing the extra work They're They're spending the time. So as I'm discipling like women, I'm like, when I find out that they're reading their Bible on their own, like, I'm like, Oh my goodness, they're doing, you know, they're doing it on their own. And that's, that's the goal is to get people to learn how to read the Bible and do it on their own. So they're not always dependent on, on me or, or somebody else. Yeah, no, that's a perfect description. And I know Brian, that's kind of how Cedar Point Fitness was really founded, right? You weren't, you're not looking to train people to be dependent on you yeah. the entire way, you know, not only you want yeah. them results, but you also want them to be able to do it on their own. Because again, you know, I know a lot of times we've met trainers that where the client is so dependent on them. At the same time, you also don't see results. And you're like, man, this person has been with this trainer for years, invested all kinds of money. And not only are they not getting results, but they're also dependent on showing up every single day. So it's kind of a false, almost a false relationship there. So yeah, talk to us about that and Cedar Point. Yeah, so Cedar Point is almost two years old. And um, I actually left the fitness world um, in a pro- professional sense for about three years. And in, in that time frame, I left ministry. This is kind of ironic. I left ministry, I left the gym to pursue ministry. Meanwhile, I left the greatest ministry that, it, that I believe exists in my life, which is fitness. And so when I came back into the fitness world, I really saw the disconnect between the church and honestly the world. And fitness was that middle ground where people are always seeking 
to better themselves, whether it's for vain in pursuit or whether it's uh, personal, whether it's health reasons, they're all desiring to change. And fitness became a neutral playing field to reach and to help people. Um, but Cedar Point was really birthed out of a desire to, to be around lost people. As crazy as that sounds, being in the church world, I, I got really tired of being around Christians and, and, wanted, and desired to be around lost people. And I think that's the, the danger with ministry sometimes is we surround our, ourselves with people that look like us, talk like us, believe like us. And in all reality, we create these communities that just look like us. And, and we miss our, our point, which is to reach people. So Cedar Point was birthed out of desire. In the fitness world, like you said earlier, trainers, their whole purpose is to help people to reach their goal. But in doing that, they create dependencies that are pretty bad sometimes. Like you can make anyone dependent upon you as a trainer if you don't provide them with enough of the tools to be successful. And I, my desire, Cedar Point Fitness, the, the desire was to equip people to, to train without me. Like if I could equip my clients to be successful and they didn't need me, then that was success. And in the fitness world, that sounds like a terrible business model, right? Like <laughs> there's no security in that, but there's definite value. And so Cedar Point, my whole purpose is to train people to train themselves. And if I can do that and equip them to not be dependent upon me, then that's the greatest success that that I believe a trainer can provide. Yeah, I remember when you, so Brian trained me when I was uh, training for the fitness competition that I did. And I talked about that on our last episode called Body Image. And I remember some of the workouts that you took me through. And and I trained with you, I think it was like five days a week for like 12 weeks. It was insane. And you invested so much time in me and this and another friend that we, we trained together for the show. And during that time, I did learn so much like, Yes, I could, when I was done training with you, I could then work out and I learned so much on my own that I could do what you taught me on my own. And it was, yeah, it was good. Well, if you think about it too, like if you only, if you have people dependent on you, then you, you can only be, serve so many people, you know, like again, whatever, if it's eight hours a day and you train eight clients a day and, you know, I mean, even just using simple, again, it's not this simple. Every trainer wished they had just eight clients eight hours every single, you know, 40 hours a week. But again, if once you get to that many times you see, Oh, I got capacity. I can't take anymore. And now you almost limit yourself to be able to meet that new person, that person that might really need you spiritually versus just the the physical piece. Um, and then fitness, I know for us, I mean, heck team fitness was mm-hmm. our, our, really our entry point, I believe into like just going to church for us, you know, I remember. And like you said, yeah, that, that gym was church going on. I had no clue about it. I know, Jess, you had no clue. I don't even know so much that a lot of those folks knew that that was what was going on. Um, yes. But all the lives, you know, of people, and again, many of them, I, I'm sure they they remember us, but uh, man, the impact that a lot of people have. So anytime I have the opportunity, if I see them on Facebook, I let them know, like, man, like, you were part of a, a, a point in our life and look at where we're at now. You were part of that, that result where we are today, how God used so many of those people in our lives. And then again, we, we were part of that. And then we got plucked really quick. Uh, we got married, surrounded by great people. Community was awesome. And then we got plucked here to, uh, to Raleigh. And that was, uh, you know, that was hard. Uh, yet again, I believe again, God used it for 10 years later. We're here now in full-time ministry, um, there, but, but yeah, being in that team fitness, not even knowing that that was a small group, you know, I remember yeah. I, I used to always give credit to our first small group when we met here in Raleigh 
And then I came to like to my mind, I was like, no, we were in a small group. It was called team fitness. And we never even knew that that was a small, we were just fitness guys hanging out with some church people. You know, I thought, I felt like it was, you know, they were benefiting from us and all the while it was totally opposite. <laughs> we were benefiting um, from them. And, and I think about the scripture. In fact, it's on the back of Jess's shirt. Hebrews 12, one, which is a, let us run with endurance, the race that God set before us. And that's just imprinted. There's a few other scriptures that just, I just remember us discussing it. And I remember having the Bible in my hand um, reading. And that was like, I hadn't read the Bible in years prior to even uh, being a part of that team fitness thing. Yeah. When we did team fitness, I never had ever opened a Bible. I had no clue what the, what was in the Bible. I had no clue. So Brian, do you have any scriptures or anything that are, that mean a, a lot to you or that you can, that help you with fitness or anything like that? Yeah, I, I think the pivotal scripture for me was, um, and really team fitness and holy fit, like the fitness ministry was birthed out of this, out of Romans 12, 1, which is submit your body as an act of worship. Mm-hmm. And we all work, we all work out for personal gain, right? And and with my clients, my desire really is to to get into the why behind what they're doing. If, if I can, as a, as a trainer and as a pastor, if I can affect change to the level of seeing that workouts are not just for physical gain, but they, they truly can be for worship. And if I had one change that I desire for all my clients, that's today and yesterday, and no matter what their goal is, is to see that fitness is worship and that they're submitting their bodies as an act of worship. And, and that that would change everything. Cause then if you don't get a result, like if you don't lose weight, then yeah, you might get discouraged, but it's not going to derail you. Right. Because your, your motive is to honor him and to worship him. So therefore, if you hit a, a snag in the road, cause we all start and stop fitness journeys. Like everybody's <laughs> came around the January time and they've, they've attempted to lose weight or whatever the goal is. And they, they find themselves in March and um, they've given up on their, their goal. So my desire, and I think it comes from the Holy spirit is that if I can, if I can challenge my clients to see that fitness is worship, then no matter what they go through, what the discouragement is, whether they're with me, whether they're without me, their motive for doing is, is truly worship. Then you can sustain any, any discouragement that, that may come. So that's helpful. That's helpful for me. To hear that yeah no i remember uh that was always was like week one that you'd always say say that you know yeah um, literally i still do to this day. <laughs> even yeah. my groups i think about that the other scripture to me was the triple uh, triple braided cord I don't, I don't honestly i think it's ecclesiastes but a triple braided cord is not easily broken became another scripture because then it we need to be in community whether that's a personal trainer a small group or that's church man, we can't do it alone. We literally can't do it alone. And we're much more successful when we incorporate other people into our goals, whether that's a workout partner or a trainer. And I think that those two scriptures really changed it for me because then it's, you look at your workout partner, not just as, just as a, as a friend, as a brother, but also someone that is, that is there to pick you up and to not let you fall and to keep you accountable. And I think that's key. It's much like our relationship with Christ. Like, we, we, we need to be dependent upon him. And if we're, if we're not dependent upon him and incorporating him into our everyday life, it's, it's, we're not going to be as successful because at the end of the day, we, we need him. We desperately need him. Wow. Talk about uh Holy spirit working in just even this, we're recording through a zoom call, but um, 
as right before you said the word accountability, that's exactly what I had thought about. And when I when it comes to discipleship for me, I hear that word all the time. People walk up, hey, Keola, I, I just need somebody to hold me accountable. And I'm always like, you know, going, okay, well, what does that mean? And a lot of times they'll be like, well, you know, just make sure I'm reading and make sure I show up on Sunday. And I'm like, I'm not going to hold you accountable to reading your Bible. I'm not going to call you every day. Hey, did you read your Bible? The word accountability to me is if we break the word up, it's the ability to account for results. So like I'll hold that, I'll hold that person accountable to the result, you know, of, of what reading the Bible would get them right? What, you know, freedom, you're seeking freedom, man, I'll hold you accountable to freedom. I'm not going to hold you accountable to, again, reading and, and checking off the boxes, so to speak. And, and I think that's where I've even seen you as a, as a trainer and as a disciple maker the same way. It's like, this isn't about just checking boxes off to, to look good, because you can look good as much as you want. But if you're not getting the result, then what was all that checking the boxes off even worth anyway? I think the hard part is, um, so many times we want accountability. Uh, we, we verbalize that, but internally, we're, I don't think we're really ready. I feel like the first person that needs to hold us accountable is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And if he can't hold us accountable, what's to say that someone else is, we're going to lie to him or we're going to try to manipulate the situation to not be held accountable. And I feel like that's the missing piece. And a lot of times is it's allowing Christ to hold us accountable. And in doing so, the natural flow of that would be being held by accountable by other people. But the motive behind doing it is not babysitting. It's, it's truly iron sharpening iron. Like I want to make you better. I think of Jess and I I laughed at your last podcast because of everything that you had to go through to get ready for that show. And my normal nature is not to be hard on people. Like it's, it's really to, I'm a, I can struggle with people pleasing and, Mm -hmm. and I want you to like me. But in the moments that we had to get you ready for a show, like I was the guy in your face and you're crying and you're fighting me every step of the way. But like to me, I learned so much in holding you accountable to your your fitness goal because you were you were all in. Right. You no matter what, you were not going to stop. And so you reached your full potential in that in that season because of your willingness to, to submit and to, to be taught. And I think of the blood, sweat, and tears that you put into that. And I think that is way more rewarding to me as a trainer is seeing what you, what you accomplished or what our clients accomplish when they, they wouldn't believe that in, in of themselves. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's the hard part too. A lot of times when it comes to even disciple making very similar, if somebody's not willing to put in the work, man, it's so tough. And then you, I know recently I've had to just say, Hey God, is this one I have to shake the dust off because you have to work first before I can even come in and, you know, also being in tune with the spirit as the spirit has told me clearly, like, Hey, I'll take care of this guy. Here's the guy I, you know, need to take care of the phone rings. And it's like, Oh, okay. I, I clear. All right, good. I'll turn my back. Cause this guy's been, it's been eating my lunch anyway um, <laughs> with their unwillingness, you know, they, they're crying. They want it. I got, I'm hungry. I want it. And then you present them with food, just like our, our little ones, you know, they're hungry, you prevent, present them with food. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, I don't know if I want to eat that, you know, yeah. and then it's like, whoa, and I'm sure exercise, same thing, right? Hey, I want big arms. Okay, well, let's go do some burnouts. Well, uh, do we have to do I have to do cardio? Do I have to do burpees? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. If you want to get get to that point. So um, yeah, that's funny. So talk to us, I guess, you know, about um, identity and purpose. Um, and how you you've been able to use fitness just again because there is that physical appearance, but more that that 
you know, spiritual identity, spiritual purpose, spiritual gifts. That's a, that's an interesting point. Like I think everything that we, we go through is whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's indifferent, the struggles that we go through all are rooted in identity. It's who are you? Like when no one's looking, um, you're alone in your car. Um, who, who's the real you? And I think when we get squeezed, those things come out. Like when pressure comes on and we go through struggles, it, we really find out who we are. Mm-hmm. And is Jesus coming out or is something else coming out? Like I use the analogy a lot that when you squeeze orange, you, you get orange juice, right? But if you squeeze orange and apple juice comes out, that'd be really weird. Mm-hmm. But as, as believers, when we get squeezed, it should be Jesus coming out. And if it's not Jesus coming out, it expose, exposes something in us that needs to be dealt with. And when it comes to fitness, it's the same thing. If your goal is to lose weight, um, you got to get down to the why. What's the purpose behind what you're doing? If you're losing, if you want to lose 10 pounds, well, wh- why do you want to lose weight? Because I, I want to feel better. Okay, well, why do you want to feel better? Well, I feel like I'll be more confident when I look in a mirror. Well, why are you not confident when you look in a mirror? Mm-hmm. And you keep going down the layers of the why and you get to the root of the heart of the issue, which is if you really knew me, you would love me. That's the lie. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's the lie that a lot of people buy into that our identity is found in everything that we do. It's not found in the person and work of what Christ did. Mm-hmm. And I think that fitness exposes that tremendously. It like, it literally peels back the onion. And if you can ask the question of why, even for yourself at home, like journaling out, why do I do the things that I do? And it'll get to that level of, well, when I look in the mirror, I really, I don't like what I see because maybe you see all of your faults, you see your struggles, or you see all the things that you've done wrong, the sin in your life. When in reality, Christ died to get in you. Like he, his whole purpose was to get inside of you. And when you look in your mirror, you should see what he sees and not what the world sees. Fitness to me exposes that. It's, it's the platform that really exposes hearts for people. And if, if you see yourself as a son or daughter that you're chosen, that you've been adopted, that you're loved unconditionally, man, that it's going to change your approach to everything. Then it, I think it becomes worship and fitness can become worship. But until that happens, sometimes we just got to go through struggles until what we get squeezed with exposes what's going on in our heart. Mm-hmm. So. Good. Wow. That's a, I think that's a great point to end on uh, there. I think that wrapped it all up in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Brian, uh, it was so great to be with you. Um, we got a lot of listeners out there. You know, when we decided to do this podcast, it was really just on Jess's heart. She's wanted to do it. You know, again, as she pulled back the layers of her life and the lies of, of uh, you know, being able to speak and pray in front of folks. I mean, there's so many things we've covered that this podcast has been able to help expose in our lives. And, you know, we're praying that this is another piece that helps the, the, our listeners, our friends in, in their lives, uh, especially now where fitness is kind of on hold. If you were part of a gym, you know, now we're trying to having to be creative and whatnot. And again, most people may not be as creative. So now there's jokes and memes all about the quarantine 20 and, you know, the, the quarantine weight gain and, and whatnot. But man, I'd, I'd love to, you know, I'd, I'd love to just encourage people to get on Cedar Point Fitness. There's a couple of, of success stories there. And those are people that will, you know, I know confidently because of the foundation they've been given, not only in fitness, but in Christ, they've been able to 
they're able to get through their workouts even now without you. And when you guys are able to reconvene, it's just continue new goals, new, you know, new successes, new high points for them. So I got, before we leave, I just, I gotta yeah. tell you guys, I'm, I'm really proud of y'all. Like, it's really cool to be sitting back and watching what you guys are, are doing the faith that you've shown just by stepping out. And honestly, to see, I, I've said it to you, Vic, but I'm, I'm not said it to you, Jess. Like, I'm, I'm extremely proud of you and how your heart and your desire for knowledge and your desire to know him, like, it's, it's literally shows through in social media, so shows through in your podcast. And I just, I wanted to thank you guys for just everything that you're doing, especially with the podcast and step out in faith. I'm proud of y'all. Thank you thank so you. much. Friends, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We look for us in the next couple of weeks. Uh, in fact, in two weeks. And be sure to check out Knees on Fire, which is our daily podcast. And uh, let's remember that we are children of God. Um, our identity is found in Him. We love you. Take care. We have enjoyed hanging out with you today. Please subscribe to Ships on Fire on your favorite podcast directory. Follow us on social media at Ships on Fire. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Share your prayers with us in the prayer link in the show notes below. And friend, take root and grow.